Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. I'm Sebastian. I'm Nat. I'm Alex. And I'm Zane C. Weber. Hey guys, Nat's here. Hey, Nat hey, is Nat. back. Nat from the YouTube channel The Flannel Bros. There'll be a description in the thing or a comment in the thing on the description. You know the words I mean. Yeah. You, a link the in, link will be in the show notes. Young podcast listener, you'll find it. You're techie and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. they're not going to put it there though. We'll have to put it we'll there. We'll put it there. We should actually tell them what movie we're doing because we're running I'm out getting... of music. Oh god, the music. Oh god. Today we are reviewing Spider-Man Homecoming starring... Oh God, Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, Robert Downey Jr., Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Jacob Batalon, Donald Glover, Laura Harrier, Tony... Re- Re- oh God, Revolori, <laughs> Chris Evans, and Zendaya. Written by Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, John Watts, Christopher Ford, and Chris McKenna. Directed by John Watts. Yeah, you had a little bit more time. Oh good, well, Welcome back. Thanks. No problem, Alex. Yeah. Oh, no, he we was were. talking to Nat. <laughs> I thought that whole time. We no, were no, I saved all my horrible And I was like, why is this so awkward? Yeah. <laughs> That's just how we are when there's no microphones oh, working. Yeah. I'm, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, see, I'm, I'm a guest. All good. All right, so Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. This is a movie that we all saw. We did see it. We did see yeah. it. And by the time you're downloading this, we would have only re- done this like an hour ago. So this is as close to live as we've gotten ever, guys. Don't mess up yeah, anyone. Don't fuck up. There's no uh, edit happening. We're all looking at you, Seb. Yeah, I know, but I'm not going to fuck <laughs> up because Spider-Man, I hope. Is that a thing? Can you just get so behind something that you don't fuck up? I don't know. Spider-Man 3. I and wasn't behind easy, that one. Easy. <laughs> Spider-Man oh, 3 had Spider-Man. Oh, the Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Spider-Man 3 <laughs> sits above Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, in my view. Uh, agreed. I don't know. No. That, that emo jazz Is amazing. It's funny. That, is, that was so good. But mm. Peter it Parker, was so bad, but it was so good. He did punch Mary Jane, which I'm... It's, it was a funny scene, but I'm not sure how I feel about that, what actually happened in the scene. Think about yeah. it as he punched Kirsten Dunn. Well, that makes me a lot happier. Wow. Nope. I only say this because I recently watched Fargo, season two. I don't, she she's sucks. still a person, you guys. I just need you to mention, <laughs> think of them as the celebrity that plays them and I will instantly turn on them. Like, that's it. We know. You want to kill everyone. Not everyone. Yeah. Just, sometimes people just Kills need a good like death. No. <laughs> Okay, this is a movie that we all watched very recently. I saw it on yeah. Thursday. Did anyone see it in 3D? No. Negative. I saw it in gold class. Oh. Ooh, how was that? Good? Yeah, it was nice. We went to the new cinemas at um, North Lakes for the nice. Brisbane area people. Fucking massive. Like, I put a picture of the, the cinema itself um, up on our Facebook page. 
and I couldn't get all the seats because we're in the very back row. I couldn't get all the seats in the actual shop because it was so yet. huge. Well, neither were we until then, but it was You're like, it was like one 500 of them seats. Sits up the very back row. Back back middle. That's the best seat in the house. No, middle middle is the best seat in the house. No, back middle. Anywhere no. from the back to about seven rows down on the end of a row. That'll do me. On the end yep. of like a center row or the on the end of like... Preferably a center row. Oh, okay. Good, because you're not insane. Because if I'm late, yet. I ain't butt shuffling past nobody. I hate oh, that shit. I'm never late. We got there an hour and a half. Four the rows film. from the front in the middle. That's you're, my. That's my. Four rows from the front. Yeah, because I appreciate I'm a, I'm a all of, of your cinema. opinions. I really do. It's it, well, it's. I know oh, it's not an opinion, man. Seb. It's. That's the right answer. Zane is like eight foot tall. He can't tell because he's sitting, but he doesn't have to look up. He looks down no matter where he sits in the cinema. So that's what Jurassic World down the front, and I really saw Nick. We saw. Oh, that's got a, there's a lot of like side to side action though, like oh motorbikes and dinosaurs. What did we see, Alex? We went to see a movie with a couple <laughs> of our mates, very front row, and it was fucked, mate. What, do you remember what it was? Was it Twenty Seven Dresses? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it could have been. Because <laughs> at least because it was. A, I we remember went to see Twenty Seven Dresses together. Catherine Heigl is a national treasure. That is was, super cute. It, it was wasn't for just Seb's us. birthday. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. Oh, no, 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 sorry. That's not the movie I meant, though. But that was oh. my birthday. Yeah, we okay. had a big group of people who went to go see a movie, and that was the one that was on. Yeah, <laughs> good choice though. We saw an action film. It was whatever it was. It was not Spider Man Homecoming for sure. No, it wasn't. I don't remember. I'm going to jump on the segue that I just set up and continue with this film, though. But if you remember, yell it at me because I'd love to know what we do. Sure, Walt. Well, do you have a really fakey? Oh, yeah, trivia. Um, oh, no. Oh, no, I don't. I have a really. No. Yeah. <laughs> I have a really fakey. Yeah, you go first and okay. maybe it'll inspire me because I don't have one. Uh, I, I'm looking at my prep sheet and I've got where I write the fake one and just a question mark. <laughs> Good. I was about to fill that in. Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't going to be in this film, but was persuaded by Robert Downey Jr. Or, Why? or, yeah, I don't have any of those. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can't take too much time to think. We're not editing yeah, this. No, this is no, going no. straight yeah. up raw. Also, it's meant to be a competition. <laughs> okay, that was my really fakey. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. Does it count if I don't know if it's real or not? Well, Just I didn't, say I didn't, something. I didn't know if mine was fake or not. The audience I'm sure is it listening. Was. They can listen. This yeah. is we're not editing. This, this is almost live audio. Get They'll, it going. Get it going. Jesus. <laughs> no, that's Zane. Um, there was a War Machine cameo that was actually cut from this film, which would have appeared towards the end of the bit where Happy and um, Tony and Gwyneth Paltrow, she doesn't actually get a character name apparently, um, were all there, or. Or, or, so Jennifer Connelly did the voice of Karen, the Spider-Man suit AI thingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, she in real life is married to Paul Bettany, mm, who did Vision, who did the voice of Jarvis. Yeah. Yep. War Machine's fake. Yeah. yeah, it is. As if there was any other way that could have gone. Well, so. for next week I've prepped, so... I mean, it's oh, it's just... The, the thing that constantly gets me about this little segment that we do is, like, we all... Well, we're all meant to research the film, so we should have 
the the I'm just saying the odds are usually stacked against you in I this know. thing. You know, I still come across sometimes on top. Yeah. It's you have to find the deep dive trivia or like ones that you can imply or the confusingly worded from. ones, the ambiguous. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. I think one of the ones I had for BVS was that the guy who did the um the score for that film also did the score for Armageddon or something. Like it wasn't Aerosmith. But it was something like it wasn't implied in the trivia pages. It was research I had done through another segment. That's why it could be fake, could be real. But yeah, no, this one was a struggle street. Well, you've ruined it, Zane. Do you have any extra trivia? What do you, what do you mean I ruined you it? You ruined the segment for me. We all guessed it. You ruined it. Yeah, no, I don't have any real trivia because there's not a lot that's super... Like when this movie was announced, like there's whole bunch of speculation and that's just not interesting to like, talk about like donald was gonna be the black spider-man well they they had he was in he was in the runnings but he was he never got shortlisted he was always going to be like a high school aged spider-man yeah um they weren't uh donald so they could do it he he could do it but it's not going to be donald glover no, i think oh, um, you mean you the miles miles morales, miles morales yes yeah, yeah. Right, okay uh With so yeah. it, because Donald Glover is playing the guy that has the name The Prowler. It's technically his nephew that would be Miles Morales. And I'll throw it out there just in case. I think we've all know of it for those that don't. Um, the key part there is Donald Glover is actually the basis of the Miles Morales character, like physically. That's what the yeah. artist based the character design off, which is why it was originally thought he could and be portraying And he voiced him. him, didn't he? Yeah, in the animated yeah. series with Drake Bell, is this Peter yeah. Parker, I want to say? Um, huh. I think that was the series he was in, but he has done the voice work as well. Um, but there is other things like, so the Vulture was the villain in this film, which is kind of funny because are you guys familiar with what Spider-Man 4 was originally going to be? No. The, so they were going to continue the Tobey Maguire series and Sam Raimi, the director, actually wanted to do the Vulture as the villain. And right. he kept butting heads with Sony because they wanted him to do a villain that was more sellable toy-wise. And they thought the Vulture, who at the time was actually cast as John Malkovich, ah. wasn't going to be... Or well, a toy roll, pretty much, yeah? So it got to the point where they said, fuck it, we don't want to do it with you anymore. And then they rebooted. We got The Amazing Spider-Man. We all know how that story went. And now finally, here they are again, picking an aged actor to play the Vulture. So it's kind of like they went the long way around to get to where they were. They should have gone, I guess, God a couple damn of years it, ago. They should have kept going. Yep. So, like... I disagree, but we can... But we now that. with three Spider-Man reboots, you know, three versions in, and we could have been two. Sorry. Or it could have been none. Either, either way, like he's not necessary. <sighs> yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, so like that's the thing. There's a lot of speculation like, oh, everyone should play Spider-Man, vomit, vomit, vomit. And then we've got Tom Holland who's great. Yeah. So there's no real, no real need to. Um, I do think he's probably the best Spider-Man that we've had personally. Oh, absolutely. I think so. I love the Toby films, but. Yeah. This guy's better. He's definitely yeah. more believable. Mm. Um, but also he's written in a much... He, his movie is written in a much better way. I will definitely. say also there is a bit of a disagreement between the director of slash write, one of the writers of this film and Kevin Feige, the producer of Marvel, as to whether the, there is an existence of Spider-Sense, which is you know like the sort of pre-warning yet, because he doesn't actually have it in this film, but he had it in Civil War. Because in Civil War, someone, I think, Winter Soldier, throws something at him and he's looking the other way and he suddenly gets that last minute click that he knows something and he dodges out of the way of something that he didn't see coming. Where in this film, he doesn't see anything coming. Like we even get like the, the, the very last sequence before this film ends 
is thing that would have that, that would have avoided. But yeah, there's just a disagreement there because they, Sony, funnily enough, wanted to simplify the character's power set, whereas Marvel wanted to expand it, and they've kind of had a weird crossroads there. So yeah. Huh. Very interesting. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, well, but, but I, I was watching it... going like, why is he getting hit so many times? He's not dodging anything. Oh, God. But also he's suffered a fair bit of head trauma by that point. Yeah. He so. had a building dropped on him. <laughs> but I mean, like, even in those fights, like in Civil War, there is specifically a scene where he's not looking and dodges something coming from behind him, but there's no, there's no spider sense in this film, even prior to that. five writers, they missed spider sense. Yeah, well, but it seemed, apparently it was on purpose, though. Like, it was, they wanted to okay. cut down on his but power But it's not set. like he, if, if in Avengers 15 he has spider sense, it's going to be, his oh, no, it's all... All wrong now. Like it wasn't explicitly said. Oh, some people think I can do this, but I can't. Or yeah. it wasn't ex- explicitly stated. Pa- it's just Captain Winter Soldier. Wasn't it was just like point. a cheeky nod. Yeah. yeah. Remember Spider Sense? This is the last time you're gonna see it. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they are playing a little bit contentiously with each other between Marvel and Sony. We spoke about it off mic before, but. Sony has a whole bunch of uh, spin-off properties planned and they'll be in the same universe as the Spider-Man, but they will never cross over with the MCU proper, but Spider-Man will cross both lines here and there. So he'll be like the only piece of connective tissue between the two joint universes, Hmm. which is good in a sense, I guess, only because Sony's track record, when they inevitably bomb their side films, at least technically Spider-Man, the rest of the MCU are a little bit away from the explosions, I guess. So, I mean, and also makes it a bit neater because now we don't have to work out another five franchises of the characters into MCU. Please, no. I mean, it God knows we'll watch them. so big. Until it pops like a big balloon. And we all know how I feel about balloons. Do we? Yeah, I really hate balloons. Oh, I should have got some balloons. <sighs> so what about your movie babies? Not me. It's not, not me, but... <laughs> well, Alex is prepared. Yeah. I'm also prepared. Well, I, I just wanted to know Rams. No, no, really fakey. Okay. I had a really. <laughs> Super bad. Mm. And Batman with we- Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh, yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah. You say super bad, and I do want to mention there was a lot of penis in this film. Yeah. I didn't expect it. I guess that's Sony's influence because. Must be. Yeah. Just. Like they cut the fuck, but there was a lot of. Yeah. They said bullshit. Wait, did they? What? I believe they said bullshit. What do I you mean penis? Um, is it Flash Thompson constantly yelling penis Parker? Oh, There's a whole yeah. dance sequence. Oh, where oh. like, it, sorry, yeah, we didn't see cock in this no, film. I should yeah, mention Penis that. isn't a curse word, though. It's just a piece of anatomy. Yeah, like it's, I it know. <laughs> I had the same discussion on the drive home, but like from what we see from Marvel normally, this is a big step for them, like being even remotely vulgar. Yeah, I... Happy well, it's say, not distributed by Disney. I can Pretty sure Happy it. says, like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah. And rings him up. And I was like, oh, you get one. No, they there was several, got a I'm pretty sure Michael yeah. Keaton says shit. Or and son of a bitch. One of the two, perhaps. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Is it Ned? Yeah. yeah. He's uh, <laughs> looking up porn. This movie was great. <laughs> that was so funny. See, yeah, it's that, that, that little bit risky. Yeah. Sorry. Risque. Risque. It's yeah. high school. Yeah, no, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Why would no, I complain? Yeah. Zane? Oh, Sky High and Breakfast Club. I like Sky High. Well, yeah, I, it doesn't hold up, but I liked Sky High. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it's teenage 
woes with a little bit of superhero and work-life balance mixed in. So I think those two movies deal with simplistically what Spider-Man does in a little bit more complex way. What would you have Sky High and... The Breakfast Club. Oh, good. Because I had if John Hughes fucked Stan Lee and John Hughes made The Breakfast Club. So I think, yeah, we kind of agree there. No. <laughs> I reject your agreement. Very different. I think we're close. <laughs> no. No. Why would you do that? I, that it made the most sense. That? <laughs> His okay. wife just died. So uh, I, not when we made someone feed me a real family-friendly, wholesome teen movie. Quickly, because I need something. I need to Ooh, 16 one. Candles. All right. Not another Kick teen Kick-Ass <laughs> and 16 Candles. Oh. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, I can see that. I, f- I felt that like Kick-Ass is like a high school-based yeah. uh, superhero yeah. film, but it's super vulgar. <laughs> this was a high school-based superhero film, but it was super family-friendly. Yeah. With a few exceptions, like Penis Parker and bullshit. Oh, also, yeah. like the action was a lot more grim. In kick ass, yeah, than, than that's what I mean. So it's like the, it was the tone, but yeah, yeah, less extreme, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's I the vibe I got anyway. Dial it down from 11 a little, yeah, just to a nine, maybe an eight. Did you probably want a lot lower than that, right? It's probably like a seven, <laughs> I was really, six, when six, you put it next to kick ass, kick ass being 11, yeah, like I don't know, that's just how I felt. No, I, I can definitely see that. All right, so movie free for all, guys. What do you no, what do you think? Where's your no. babies? Oh no, tweet. Fuck, no, we're going no, live. He's, he's going. Was John Waters banging uh, someone, someone else. John, John Hughes. Waters. John Hughes. <laughs> John Waters would do it though. Yeah, he <laughs> would. Um, I'll start with. Movie. That's my head went. I'll start with the tweet because I definitely didn't forget this thing. Yeah. Uh, third times the charm, both for Michael Keaton dressed as a bird-like creature and for Spider-Man. That's hey, that's nice. it. I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah. Wow. Zane? Uh, the adults just won't listen even when you're a superhero, apparently. Hashtag third man reprise. Yeah. Alex? Uh, fresh Spider-Man makes Daddy Iron Man proud. Hashtag Michael Keaton comes finally becomes Birdman. Yeah. 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 Where is at Uncle Ben? <laughs> Not a single mention, right? I'm so proud of them. I'm yeah. so proud of them. You know who was slated to be Uncle Ben? Well, Well, obviously someone, Zac Efron, because they're just getting younger, his uncle and auntie. No, it would have been quite a disparity. Between him and... And May, yeah. So Uncle Ben's a lot older? Yeah. Clint Eastwood. No. No. Think creepier. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Fuck. Uh, (laughs) Tim Curry? No, he's <laughs> more American. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Bill Cosby. Chuck Norris. No, <laughs> no. What, what? Okay, what kinds of films does this person do? Uh okay. One of them was Con Air. John Cusack. No, one of them. Oh, not John Malkovich. Fuck John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, I don't live in that world. <laughs> one of them is uh, Reservoir Dogs. See for Shemi. Oh, see for Shemi. Really? Yeah. Wow. Early stages, he was slated to maybe be Uncle Ben. <laughs> How did he? Come on, Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm dead. Okay, I get that. No, I can't suspend my disbelief. How did he fuck? How did he Spot fuck? Oh, man. <laughs> well, if, he probably, she probably wouldn't have been. What are you fucking kidding oh, me? Okay. Yeah. This yeah. was like way back at the shot start. Shot me. <laughs> you shot me, you motherfucker. 
Oh, God. I would have loved that. Can I you see the deleted scenes. I want you just to picture him fucking the actual Aunt May that was cast, though. That's a bad image, right? The Tufa. The Tufa. Look. What? No, what is... I'm not going to say anything because you no, haven't no, no. seen this, but... It's... If for her, if his falls off... Oh, no, but that's... If his bag falls off... Then she's got one. He should wear two just in case. Maybe. <laughs> Definitely. He's, he's funny looking. Great actor though. Oh yeah. oh yeah. He's got some chops. But yeah, they, okay, there was no, if great power comes with great responsibility, no, no even reference to anything similar to that. Like he was just good because. Well, like, they've uh, got that out of the way in Avengers. Well, well, I'm happy with this. I'm saying this is really they good. They kind of had the, well, you, you can't have the suit until you prove yourself. So that's like getting like close to the same. Yeah, sort of with line. Iron Dad. <sighs> Yeah. But at least they didn't. They didn't have him give a big speech about I have to do and right. Any, in my opinion, any more screen time with Iron Man, it would have been bad taste. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was already kind of bordering on bad taste. In my that opinion, last in my scene was kind of pushing it for me. I was kind of like, no, this is more than I need to see. Please. For me, it's like we've seen enough of you. Tommy. Yeah, leave him alone. So what else did we don't not get? So we didn't get Uncle Ben. We got kind of mentions of the spider, but. Very like it was, it was like a throwaway yeah, scene. So throwaway. Like I got bitten by a spider. Yeah, and the spider's dead. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is normal. I no guess. Harry. Yep, that's true. No, no Harry, Harry Osborne or Osborne in general. Yeah. Either of them. Good. Um, yeah. Oh come on. No, they haven't been done well ever. But if they, I mean, I, I would like Osborne to be well, that's a good not shared true. character. <laughs> Willem no, Dafoe. They've always mad. been so arch and terrible. Like Spider Man has honestly produced some of the worst. Superhero villains that we've we've had, but also I'd say some of the best. To be fair, I think Doc Ock is still one of oh, the best terrible yeah. villains. Nah, the one I don't like. What? I don't, like, I don't like. I don't like Alfred Molina. Oh, he's fantastic in that film. Though. He's not. Oh, he's such a good villain. Sandman above Doc Ock. I'm sorry. What in what world is Sandman above Doc Ock? Thomas Hayden Church. Is I'm going to have to say, Trevor Grace's Venom is the best there is. I mean, I'm, like, I'm yeah, shaking technically, my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking until, my head until we no. see Tom Hardy's like foot. In Invent the Venom outfit, and Look, then he's outdone. This is yeah. why I knew it would be a good idea to get me back. Just like I clashed with Zane on the whole DC thing. I'm going to clash <laughs> with you on the Spider-Man thing. Because I really liked Spider-Man 3. And I really liked Spider-Man 1. And I really liked the Osborns as villains. 1 is fine. 2 is, I still think, one of the best superhero films, period. I don't, I don't know why I don't like it, but I don't. Three it's too golden. was a mess. But then I saw Suicide Squad and I realized 3 is a secret masterpiece. Because <laughs> I, I reevaluated see, how I write I films. Know, I don't know what it must have been a time and place thing for me. Like, I saw it with a girl that, like, I was at school, so I saw it with a girl that I liked. Ooh. So it was like a date, and I was like, that movie was really fun. And then uh, I really liked the Gwen Stacy character. I just liked it. <sighs> Spider Man 3 is a different argument. I can see that you would like it. Not because you have bad taste, but like, there are redeeming qualities here. The real crime is not liking 2. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like it. I, okay, it's not like I hate it. It's not that I dislike it. I'm just like everyone's like, oh my god, Spider Man Two, Circle Jerk. Nah, it's whatever. <sighs> Doris, have you you've seen them all, haven't you? Yes. What do you What do you reckon? Two over three. He's like, and you, then you're like two. smart bot. You're giving me like these one syllable responses. Oh, hey man, I <laughs> yeah. know I'm in the unpopular. I, I would rate comfortably sitting in this. No. In all of the Spider-Mans that we've had, I would rate two, Homecoming one, Amazing one, Amazing two, three. Oh, damn. I 100% disagree with all of that. Yeah. Like, your your placement is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Really, though? 
Oh, whatever. That's yeah. fine. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. I uh, think Garfield is a better Spider-Man than Maguire, but I think the Maguire, Maguire had better stories. Better. Yeah. I and uh, the yeah MJ in the new ones didn't do. It oh no. Bad. Just no no no. Not not the no chemistry you're character. after. character. Like yeah. no substance. MJ. Was there even an MJ? I thought it was Yeah, the, um, the girl he was interested in, the one who was on the decathlon. That's MJ. Oh, no. In, um, in Amazing, there wasn't an MJ. Oh, sorry. Oh, right. I will say one Wait, complaint. Hang on. What about... Isn't Emma Stone or is she Gwen Stacy? No, she's Gwen Stacy. <laughs> yeah. I do have a complaint about this Spider-Man, yeah. though. So when he saves the... When he goes to the, ATM, the bank that's being robbed yeah. and he's quipping around, doing all these quips, I loved it. He then doesn't quip through any other fights from what I can remember anyway. I don't remember him being as chatty as I would like it. Well, he wasn't in charge of any other fights. But he normally just, like, that's his thing is he just doesn't shut up while he's going, right? Yeah, but he's dealing with adults in other fights. Whereas this one he's kind of like, oh, I can deal with this. Whereas the other ones he's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, should I, should I be doing this? Mm. Whereas he's super confident in that one. And then he's not confident in the other ones because he doesn't know whether he should be doing it. And I'm com- I am comfortable with alternate readings, but the way I've always gone with the Spider-Man comics, which is fine that a movie does it different, is but he's very reserved when he's Peter Parker. And when he puts on the mask because people don't know who he is, that's when he's just a wise ass. And that's the, that's the, the click for Peter Parker is he's braver when you can't see who he is. And that was why like, he starts off being really jokey. But then I guess I know the film gets really serious, but I never got that fun... Spider-Man's having fun moment where you can smile along with him and go with it. Apart from that ATM robbery scene, and I, I thought I hadn't thought about it as much as you have, but now thinking, thinking about it just now, he kind of like that fight kind of beat him because they had the weapons and right, and he had to go across the road and save the sandwich man. Yep, that maybe that's why because someone that he was close to, the sandwich guy, was in danger, and what and him interfering caused that to happen. So maybe maybe it was like a, I need to take things more seriously. Yeah, which is fair, but that's I guess now in retrospect that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah, and I've, if I was in charge of this, if I was writing this, that's definitely something I would look at doing in maybe the second film after we've set up that we have a jokey character. Then you take that mm. away. Whereas if you for me it's lazy writing if you set it up for one scene and then have an event that stops it from happening from the rest of the film. First well, film in. Well, I think this is the second film because he was that character in Avengers. Well, that's the thing in, in Civil War. Yeah, he was making crazy jokes, and that should be a lot more of a serious environment. Like, I, know, I know that fight wasn't pegged as serious, though. But it also, he was. One, he's being one of the superheroes. Like, he was. He well, was overexcited. Well, if it. you look about it, if you look at it then from Civil War to now, too, like, he, yeah, jokey and everything, but at every step of the way, the, the grown ups, the serious superheroes, have been trying to put him in his place. Maybe it's just part of that. Like, they've been trying to shape him into a more serious person, and then. The cheesy end scene where, you know, he makes the serious choice of yep. become, like maybe that was like the plan all along to squash the kid out of him. Oh. <laughs> what was the point of having a kid Spider Man? No, I didn't. I mean, this isn't me saying I didn't like it because of this. I just you I, raise a valid point. I thought I was going to get more jokes. Like it, Sebastian. Well, you've I caught think, me. I think that's how the audience is going to read this. But also, it, disregard. It, I, I think said. this movie is a coming of age, and like he has to have that struggle. The homecoming so of age. What do we do the other two movies? If he's come to yeah. age, like, well, yeah. he get into the actual Spider-Man lore. Like, the audience this is about gets him, me. how he you. reconciles being Spider-Man, uh, and that's why I think it's great at the end when it's suddenly like Aunt May knows. Good. 
Oh, I actually yeah. really hate that. Well, really? I knew you would, but I think that's great. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I'm happy. I'm happy to see where it goes because in the films that we've had, she is not known for all five of the previous ones. But I also I liked the idea of at least having one superhero in the MCU that isn't a public figure. I mean, he's not a public figure, but at least having one person that actually cares about a secret identity. Well, he does. It's just it's just his best friend yeah. and his aunt. No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Usually superheroes have that trusted core of people that know. Ned was enough. No. Batman has Alfred. Yeah. And um, the black guy. It's just, okay. Luke, I, I also Fox. see it. Fox. I'm also seeing it from the, from the, uh, the bad world. I, f- I forgot the name. I'm sorry. <laughs> like even in the comics, she still doesn't oh, know who great. he is. I mean, obviously it depends comic to comic, but like the majority of them don't know who he is because it's that, that he's so convinced about the dangers that could happen to his family if anyone found out that he doesn't tell anyone. Like he's a really like an isolationist character when it comes to his identity. And I, I just thought as a point of difference from say Iron Man, which ends with I'm Iron Man, everyone. Like something would be different. But I'm um, heard you say like, oh, like it, it doesn't kill me. I'm just, I'm wary because they had a point of difference and they got rid of it. I think this is the point of difference from every other Spider-Man. Where he has been all like, oh, I can't tell anyone or everyone will everyone that I know will die. It's like this isn't this is this is a kid getting caught sneaking out by his parent. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great way to finish that film. Is like, okay, well, that's over now, so we can move on to what such the actual a good story end. is. It's such a good way yeah. to end it. Yeah. What um, the f- then the cut like so <laughs> like so like lol but also okay, it and was. I did laugh in the theater when it happened yeah like, I'm not saying I had a visceral reaction I'm just cautiously optimistic <laughs> you know when you wait around for something and uh, shut you up here if it's you uh, son of a bitch worth worst <laughs> post credit scene or ever. best post credit nope, scene nope. no I will worst. not give you that at all worst fucking I'm not going to lie scene. like it. It finished and like I sat for like another like thirty seconds because I was like, no, there's actually something. That it makes me hate Captain America even more. I fucking hate. I don't like Captain America either. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, get oh. piss off. Cap. I laughed so hard. It was legitimately my biggest laugh See, of the entire film. The friend I was with laughed, and he might listen to this because he seems to like me. He's an idiot. Well, <laughs> I love you. Friend. I hope you're listening. <laughs> no, friend. he he usually supports things I'm in. He's an idiot. He's one of the Flannel Brothers too, but well, he liked it, and I'm like, what? like he laughs, and I'm just like rolling my eyes hard. There were so many other things they could have put there. I was expecting Miles Morales. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for some. I was shop expecting him. some sort of uh, Flash Thompson payoff because all this time they're kind of making, they're showing how much he's and Peter never really gets one up on him as Spider Man or as Peter. I was expecting just some sort of like little flip off moment, and it was just kind of like, oh well. I hate you so much, Captain America. Please die. Did you guys catch the, I, I assume, had to have been a fuck you DC moment in this film? So Peter's watching on his laptop in the science class. He's watching the Civil War clips. Mm. And Flash gets a question wrong and they ask Peter. And Peter gets it right. And the question was about something to do with speed. And the teacher goes, see, Flash, speed isn't everything. I, I like to think that that was a, a subtle fuck you to DC. But maybe I'm just being... Just the worst kind of nerd. 
just a bad maybe. DC yeah. hater. He usually are the I worst like Flash. He's my favorite character. Not in the movies so far because he's done three things. Most of them were high on Flash, but everything else is... He's barely breathed so yeah, far. But I like the character. I just yeah. don't like this one. But I, I thought that was a funny scene. Why wasn't he in Wonder Woman? Because then they'd be like, oh, no, it's the first woman in movie and now it's all about the Flash. They, they'd be all complain. But all he, would have been all he could have done was just, like, flash him. And then like, <sighs> he should run back in time and yeah. solve World War II himself, he, lazy bastard. You right? Anyway. Anyway. I thought yeah. the post-credit sequence yeah, was hilarious and you all need to lighten up. <laughs> That's all right. This is just as... Did you is... not listen to the big argument we had say that about Batman vs. Moon when I was here last time? That was a tangent and a half. He likes it. I do. The Captain America bit at the end, though, guys is no better than the Guardians 1, which was just Howard the Duck complaining about a guy getting licked by a dog. Absolute throwaway scene. I don't remember us persecuting that one. This is actually funnier for yeah, me. Yeah, I've seen so much of Captain it, America. Literally, it felt and like it, <laughs> it was just Chris Evans going, how many more of these do I have to do? And those yeah, are, I know. Like, not, was... not Captain America, though. Yeah. Just Chris Evans. Like, I'm in the Captain America suit trying to be Captain America, but... Like, how many more of these things do I have to do for this film that I'm not in? And honestly, it's a stupid you know? joke throughout the film. There's like, uh, why? Okay, if they exist in the universe. Please don't spend 15 screen seconds showing me Captain America doing a filmed high school video. Those jokes, though, none of them landed flat for me. The teacher going like, you have to do this even though I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal. That was a really funny moment. When Captain yeah. America starts, goes into the next tape during detention, he's about to talk I'm about not, bloody... Um, I'm not complaining sex. about yeah. them. Yeah. I'm not complaining about them. It's that I waited till the end of the movie I to am. see Chris Evans yeah. go, how, how many more we're of these We're conditioned. Okay, yeah. fair enough to Howard yeah. the Duck one. I forgot that existed. But we've been conditioned to expect a nice setup. Yep. We didn't get it. Like, yeah, we got it in the mid one with Scorpion. Yeah. But... Guardians 2 had multiple things that could lead to something. This had one and then disappointment. Oh, I didn't get disappointed. Though. I thought it was kind oh, of... I was hell it, disappointed. Like we were all sitting there like a bunch of jackasses. Like we always point out when a film is clever and breaks the narrative and makes fun of what it's doing. Except when it makes fun of us when we're doing it. That's not fair. I think it was... I, I don't... No, what I was I'm happy to be part of the joke. I, I, there was so many other things that would have paid off better. And, like, that, those jokes didn't land for me in the movie and having that being the last bit, I was like, ugh. See, a joke ending, like, is not a bad thing. But one, I, 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 what you just said, I'm so selfish that I'm like, no, fuck that guy for, t- for being like, ha-ha, you waited and you get shit. Yeah. Like, what you were saying about Flash, like, even, like, a, let's say, Spider-Man swings past, trips him over with a web and goes, yeah. I do know Peter Parker! <laughs> yeah. off. That would have been fine because the joke was, do you know Peter Parker? Yeah. Do you know Peter Parker? That would have been better. And, and, and like, even if, it, like, the Hound of the Duck, that's still world building. It's, it's universe expanding. Whereas, like, they could have had Miles Morales. This or, is honestly what I was hoping else. for. And I was a little bit disappointed I didn't see Miles, but I wasn't going to hold it's like what they did show against We them. don't need Captain America getting more screen Here's time another million dollars, Chris. Yeah. Just, just do this 15-second direct-to-camera. Oh, I, would, I would kill to have had those during school, though. Those little lessons, they were, I thought they were funny. They, they were, except that one can get in the bin. Oh. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you just feel like you've been had, though. 
I, I felt like I'd been had. It's so, I don't like that. It's yeah. so rare you can because have it I was, and there's no consequence. I was sitting so. there and I watched everyone walk out after, like even before the first credit scene. I was like, ah, idiots. And then exactly, after, exactly. After the second one, uh, after the first one during the credits, I was like, ah, idiots. They're leaving before the the last one. But really, it just made me mad that I was the idiot behind a row. A family with five children. Three of them literally started crying because of it was like we waited for that. They though to be honest, they were like six and seven, but still, little kids were crying because of that. children get affected by that's this. Man. Actually, they're hurting the children. You're actually selling it to me. I don't think you mean to be. No, no, I'm, I'm telling a funny anecdote of what <laughs> my movie experience was. <laughs> I was on my phone going, "Oh, are the credits over? Is it here yet?" Um, so I didn't, re- I, I didn't have an emotional reaction. I was just like, oh, well, that's a waste of an opportunity. Alex's story is exactly why I laughed so much at it, though. Because every time we'll sit there, half the audience will walk out and we're like, they've been going since 2008. How the fuck do you not know to sit in that seat until the credits are done? And then I was the jackass. Happy's been holding that fucking ring for eight years. <laughs> what? Happy. He's been holding the ring oh, for eight years. Yeah. Oh. Can, I t- can we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow? Sure. I was glad to see her go. I wanted her to die. I want her to die. She shouldn't be back in. And she shouldn't be back in in the same place, meaning that we wrote her out for Civil War just so Tony could be sad for a movie. Yeah, exactly right. I've written down here one of my biggest disappointments is Pepper Potts. Yep. Because she was a her not being there was a plot point and a character point in Civil War. This is, what, a few months later and she's suddenly back being the CEO, kissing Tony Stark. I'm like, what? So literally, Why? you can now watch Iron Man 3 and then this film and there's no plot disparity and you've yeah. missed Civil War, which is debatably the biggest film they've done so Absolutely. far. Absolutely, It's fucked, right? Yes. Her- also, also in the same vein, Cap's new shield, the prototype for Cap's new shield. Cap doesn't have a shield. He's not Captain America anymore. He's a freaking... He's in Wakanda and I hate him. Can I jump on that though? Sure. Okay. So we end the very end of Civil War. <laughs> I have feelings. Man, yes, I understand. I don't remember any of these plot points, which goes to show how little I care about the MCU anyway. Okay, so at the very end of Civil War, he finds <laughs> out that Captain America's broken into the whatever the vessel they had was. Someone yeah. tweet me. And he's breaking out Hawkeye and Ant-Man and shit. Yeah. And Tony's like, yep, cool, just going to put you on hold, General. Because he doesn't actually care. He doesn't want to fight Cap anymore. They've gone through it all. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to move mm-hmm. on, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how we end. His character yep. is actively not chasing Captain America. Yes. And we, Captain America sends him the phone. It's like, when you need me, yep. call me and I will help you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. So I find the fact that he built him a new shield to be character growth in the right direction that we left in that from Civil War. No, absolutely not. Because he dropped his shield. He dropped his shield, gave it back. Why does he need a new shield? He doesn't because he doesn't have a shield anymore. He's a, a fugitive in Wakanda. Yeah, and it ended with them kind of half making up. Trust me, I remember this. I know you know this because you yelled about it when we did Civil War. It's so it's I continuing that it. exact same thread. I'm restraining myself from yelling about it right now. Yeah. I was more interested in... Neighbours. No, Thor's belt. Just was... like just not repeating myself. I just I don't want to bore our listeners. Thor's but belt. But you wouldn't be boring me. The, um... Yeah, that's fine. Thor's magical belt. Yeah, I looked it up. It makes him stronger. I don't know how, but it makes him stronger. Ooh. I don't know how Tony built it. Or has I wonder it. if he I... gets it for Ragnarok. Because oh, that'd be fun. He is 
partially on Earth for it. I don't know. The timelines are actually a little bit screwy with this film. They go eight years after Avengers happened, which actually places this film two years after Civil War, but Civil War was a year ago in this film's timeline. Yeah, know. because that would make well, Peter Parker 13. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> they fucked up at some level and they're catching up and it's it's all over the place. Imagine, I didn't even know it, imagine if a movie fucked up a timeline, hey. Imagine, if, like, one <laughs> it movie. It never happens. <laughs> but, like, they've done so at well. Terminator franchise. X-Men. At X-Men. Oh. But, uh, I'm not too worried about that. What else do they have on there? I, I, have, an, I have another disappointment. Yeah. Apparently no one in the MCU knows how boats work. <laughs> Shut up. Hey, you can just cut a boat in half and oh, as long as you stick the two halves together, it won't sink. Yeah. And then you can just weld it together like from the top down <laughs> and it, it'll just be fine. Uh, Iron Man, calm down. The yeah. boat's gone. You just need to get the lifeboats out. You can't save the ferry at this oh, point. It, it was a very easy fix, wasn't it? Oh, yep. Well, Jesus Christ, we don't man. Have, we don't have a water-based hero to help us, so we're just going to deal with what we got. Oh, they had Aquaman. They have Neymar. They haven't used him yet for some Who? reason. He's the technically the first mutant character written in the comics, but he's, he's literally uh, Marvel's Aquaman. He's king of Atlantis. The submariner Aquaman. Aquaman? Neymar. Both, whatever. Yeah, right. Namor. He's a yeah. cunt too. In the comics, he is <laughs> such an aggressive, warmongering bastard. He would be great to actually have in the films because he just—he's—he's he's a hero by name. But everything he does is just pro pro Atlantis and fuck planet Earth. It's yeah, so but great. Pepper Potts needs to not be there. I agree. Not yeah, being yeah, that it was, person. It was, it was so like. Ugh. It was so confusing as well. Like to just drop it in and say, "Oh, they're fine now." I'm like, well. So here's my counterpoint to that. They probably didn't expect people... Like, obviously, they know there's diehard fans, right? Yeah. They don't... What they know is the majority probably aren't that deep thinking. Like, they're not... A lot of people don't know what the Infinity Stones are. Yeah, but I feel that that's their fault. It is. (laughs) And you know what? Until I did an episode of Final Brothers with James explaining to me the, the Stones, I didn't, like, remember what they were. Oh, well, no, we haven't had the big exposition, like, this is this stone and this is what this stone We does. have had it. No, we actually have. Guardians 1. Guardians 1 explains the whole thing. Is that there are five, but we haven't had what happens when we get them all together. No, no not the collection. But, yeah. it's, you know, it's been given this explanation that just went in one ear and out the other. You then going, like, she wasn't in Civil War and it was a huge character thing. I'm going, it, it was? Yeah, it was. See, it came so, up many so what times, I'm saying yeah. is I am the majority here who don't remember or don't care about that. And so the filmmakers were probably like, I'm just playing devil's advocate. They were like, put it in as a bit of like fan service. Well, I was a big Pepper Potts supporter. I liked Gwyneth Paltrow in that role. I think she did really well. She shouldn't have been in this movie. Pepper Potts should. See, my well, opinion. no, Pepper Potts could have been in this movie, but she should not have kissed Tony Stark. Yeah, I'll take that. See, yeah. of my opinion is usually cheese for cheese sake is bad cheese. Yeah, there's no bad cheese. Cheese there's for cheese sake. Bad cheese. Blue, blue vein cheese. cheese is pretty bad. So, I actually made just yes. buy some blue cheese the other day and, and instantly regretted it when I tried to eat a piece. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is too much." Yeah. <laughs> this is so too much cheese. I I I recoil from that kind of thing, and so her seeing her there, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. and the whole. Oh, it's Cap's new shield and yeah. Thor's this. And I was like, shut up. I did I did like the... Yeah. That's just my how I view everything, though. I did like the Iron Spider. 
I thought that that was a fun little cameo. Uh, I reference. was the thing that they teased him with. Yeah, like, I was so happy he said no. Same because it. Oh, when, yeah. when it panned up, I literally leaned into Jess. I was like, "That is the ugliest suit I have ever so seen." Bad. So <laughs> bad. Like normally the they, they're inlay. really good with how they do it, or everything looks so awesome. But I was like, "Do not put that suit on, Parker, please." Well, that's why he said no because it was bad. He's like, ugly. "I'm sure it's a I kick-ass think... suit, but I've actually got taste, sir." Sorry, <laughs> walks off, drops mic. Did not think it was that bad. Oh, oh it's. What yeah, sort of beauty ugly. standards do you people have? Like, well, it was too many bad colors. If to you combine. see that suit from the uh, Civil War comics, it's it's gold and red. It's like it's it's Iron Man colors, but very super chrome and very spidery. It also has three arms that come out of the back, which is I'm fine without. Yeah, he's got like, like spider spike arms. arms. But Lame. this suit was like, it had dark blue and I think it may have even had fucking green. And I don't quote me, I'm probably just being a bad witness here. But it was a clusterfuck of bad colours. Oh, it was, and it was, it was just meant to be that. It was just meant to be a cameo. Like, this is what could be, mm. but no. It I was, was, I thought it was ugly too. Yeah. yeah. The gold inlay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it didn't. Didn't pan out. It kind of silver like a inlay weird, man myself. Looked like a weird version. <laughs> I didn't like Iron Man's new new outfit with kind of like the red and gold and then silver everything else. I preferred that to the. the yeah, I thought he looked could be suit. <laughs> what else? So we got Donald Glover rocked up as who I assume will become the Prowler one day, only because there was actually a line that hinted at it in this film when he was being approached by the weapons sellers. They're like, he's like, I just want one gun to rob a guy and stuff. And they're listing other items they could sell him. And one of them was like climbing claws or something. Mm. And he perked up to that one and made a response like he was interested in something that would help him climb around. And the Prowl is a character that can do that. So that got me excited. Not because I want him to do it, but it's something, you know. Mm. But apart from that... Can we talk about how great Michael Keaton was as a villain? Fucking awesome. And they kept him alive, which is, they don't do that. And they reformed him. Best, honestly, best Marvel villain so far. I'm super excited. I'd personally be like maybe Zemo in Civil War, I thought had had more better speeches. Like I think he was the better atypical, just, just a villain. You're not a fan of Loki? Loki's fine. Loki's like, fine, but Loki... Not in Thor 1, though. Yeah. Loki, Loki is is evil for its because, own sake, yeah. whereas the Vulture is... Family man. Yeah, it's just kind of like he's... Everyone's against him, so he's turned to crime. It's working out. He's willing to just kind of like very practically do what he has to do. Mm. And then when he sees that he Peter Parker has values that... Shares values with him... Uh, and saved his life and whatever. So he's like, okay, so maybe I won't be evil for evil's sake. Mm. And I think that's something that uh, we haven't seen in Marvel so far. Like Zemo is kind of like a a tragic backstory where he's lashing out at the world. Mm. Whereas I think Vulture is a very interesting villain uh, because there is he has a whole arc in this movie along with the hero, and that's mm. what's missing from Marvel. Marvel films so far. But uh, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, Keaton. Yeah, same, man. As, as the Vulture. And I really enjoyed that he never had like a big The Vulture name drop. Yeah. Like they, See, did, they I, didn't have headlines yeah, or anything. Going into the movie, I knew, oh, the villain in this is The Vulture. Yeah. But then after the movie, I was like, he was The Vulture. 
Yeah. But they never say. No, they, or he doesn't, doesn't I'm like the vulture. the vulture is the scourge of the city. Yeah. And uh, the vulture strikes again and the vulture robs mm. blah, blah, blah. Like in every other Spider Man movie, it's been like Electro gets his big name and mm. yeah. Sandman. Yeah. Well, they do. And Doc also, Ock. Most of the Spider Man films take place within the Daily Bugle. Yeah, yeah but that's he's not true. doing that. Yeah. Um, Which, and, but that's something I really liked because I, it, that villain brought the whole movie right back to Earth, yeah. which is the exact opposite of what Doctor Strange did and that's what mm. makes me like the Marvel Universe more than the DC Universe is its potential to be based in the real world. I'm definitely coming around on Marvel over DC yeah. now because the last few have been hits for me. Yeah, well, honestly, like... Uh, Doctor Strange and Wonder Woman both had that same issue with me was that they were too far removed from reality. That was kind of like, okay, big flashy people doing big Mm. flashy things. Spider-Man was very much character-based and that's what draws me to the MCU Mm. because they have that potential. So, Can I just point out something else that was massively missing from this film? J.K. Simmons. Yes, I was going to mention, um, apparently there have been talks about the casting of Jameson, not J.K. Simmons. Well, yeah, then it's, well, then the casting's wrong. Well, they can't yeah. use him anymore now. He's yeah. Commissioner Gordon. I know he is, but the he, casting's he, he still wrong. He was in talks, but he can't, contractually can't do it anymore. I know, that sucks think, because he was crap, crap, mega crap. He can play the same character. I don't care. Maybe just don't swear as much. Ice Cube from 21 Drum Street as the police captain. He is fantastic. He's got, his yelling is the right kind of yelling for Peter Parker's boss. Can I give you a counter I love option? It. Nick Offerman. Also a great one. Can I give you another counter option? You just want to he's, use he's not, he's, he's not gonna go with he's not gonna go to the Daily Bugle. I don't I don't think we're gonna see that in the next movie. He has shown no interest in photography. No, he was he was recording the fight and stuff. He was recording, yeah. yeah. Which is Still. actually him setting up the footage with his web and everything yeah, too. Yeah. Okay. I missed that. Like that makes complete sense. Mm. You've like but Peter's thing, Toby Maguire's Peter's thing was taking photos of people because he's too shy to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. And so that led into him being at their booth. There's none of that set up for this. None. Yeah, he's he's much more the science side of things. Yeah. Uh, and he's, and you know, kind and of he's, genius he's track cocky. sort of like stuff. He's, yeah. he's like not popular, but he's kind of cocky and has uh, confidence in his uh, intelligence. And I think we only think that because now he's got a dopey sidekick. Now he has his own man in chair, so by comparison... You don't think it's reinforced by the decathlon thing? Oh, absolutely. Like, he's he's the head of the class and he's in a place where that's valued. Yeah. But also, we have someone to compare him yeah, to. Yeah, you're, you're right. Which, in all the other Spider-Man movies, we haven't had. No, because, all well, Harry was always better than him. Yeah, and he was always batting above his average because MJ or Gwen Stacy were the most popular girl and mm. so beautiful and prom queen and, and a model and everything. And an so, actress. Yeah. Can we talk Ned's hat? Beautiful. Sure. It's actually fantastic. Everything about Ned in this movie was brilliant. Ned was a real, really, really well so cast. So good. He grew on me. I was... I could see you hating him to begin with. I could. It, it, was, it was cringeworthy to start with, but they didn't push it. Oh, I totally agree yeah. with you, but I still love it. Um, it was the scene where he kept... There was like a montage scene where he kept asking different questions of Peter. And at that moment, I was like, oh, Zane is going to hate this guy <laughs> so much because right now he is just a yammering exposition pump. Yeah. And I saw you, like, if you were going to say fuck this movie, I was like, it's coming down to Ned, isn't it? 
but, uh, but he grew on you. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I look. He's not my favorite character, and he was there as an exposition pump, and he he was kind of part of the Marvel quip equation. Mm. Uh, quip fest, but he's not my least favorite character, and I hope to see him progress. In the, I hope they don't drop him as a character. Oh, I hope not either. Yeah, um, either. He, well, the, I don't it? see. I don't see him being as popular as the same character in Ant Man was. Well, um, I was going to say in Ant Man was it not Maurice? Was it? I think it was Maurice by Michael Penner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got yeah brought back for number two specifically because of the fan reaction to how funny he was. Yeah. So I can see a similar thing happening with um, with Ned. Just yeah, because he was. But that's really that's funny. it's a tough lot. Tough line to tread because Spider-Man's meant to be the funny one. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting how this new dynamic plays out and that's why I am very excited to see it play out because it's so different to what we've had before. I'm going to air a grievance here. Oh, okay. And it's it's an odd one for me because this is a human being that I, I genuinely think is probably absolutely lovely and I like most of his work, but I just wanted to strangle John Favreau in this film. Oh, yeah. You're meant to. Do you think we're meant to? Yeah, or, he's meant to be a dick. He's because I like him in Iron Man one, two, and three. Like, he's he's one of my favorites. He's meant to be the the uh, uh, adult figure that teenage Parker is rebelling against. You know, like, you're him meant down, to hate him to make pushing him down. Yeah, like, easy and that, that's why. That's why. <laughs> that's what I. That's my, my tweet. Nopsis is the adults just won't listen, even when you're a superhero. Mm. Is like literally the whole problem in this film is Happy and Iron Man. Listening, or if they're listening, not communicating that they're listening to Peter. So yep. he's just getting more and more frustrated. So, yeah, like you're meant to hate Happy in this one. Is Spider Man a war criminal? No. Only asked as part of the Accords. Yeah, but he wasn't being deployed, which is the problem. Like, if Cap could have signed the Accords and then just done whatever, he would have, but it was appointed if he had no time to do it. I believe Spider Man is part of the Accords and he is allowed to be like an on the ground superhero in New York. Because he was also attacked by cops in a scene. The FBI tries to shoot him down on the boat. Oh, well, yeah, because he's interfering with their investigation. But he's allowed to and he's not allowed to? Like, where's He's kind of causing a ferry to sink. Well, that was before that happened. Well, yeah, well, okay, so the FBI was sent there by Tony not uh, with the understanding that Spider-Man wasn't meant to be there and their sting operation is now blown and the boat is sinking. <sighs> I just... <laughs> I just feel like if Cap could have just gone after anyone without asking permission, he would have signed the Accords and done that. But, like, Peter goes after the Vulture and stuff, and that's all peachy. But if Cap had done the exact same thing, public enemy number one. Yeah, good. Yeah, Let's kill yeah, him. Because Cap sucks. Oh, it's not true. Sorry, you probably can't hear me. Alex, Cap sucks. Alex, you need to jump in here because I'm stuck between two dickheads right now. Cap sucks. That was Alex. Um, Alex said that. I did not. Um, but he does, doesn't he? No. <laughs> So non-committal. <laughs> so, uh, really? I had. It's all right. I had two more pleasant surprises from this film. It didn't take teenage love interest too seriously. One of my huge pet peeves in the previous Spider-Man films is that, like, the teenage love is the true love and be-all, end-all. That's what we have to sacrifice everything for our uh, our prom date, um, etc. Which was really good to see that it was treated like an actual teenage romance and it was just super bad luck that it was <laughs> the vulture's daughter um, and such a diverse cast. 
like real New York casting. Mm. Like yeah. there was maybe two white people in that decathlon. Um, the guy they cast as um, Flash Thompson received death threats in the mail because he's not a white blonde kid. Of course, because yeah. the the bullies used to be giant football jocks and now they're the wealthy kids. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Rich Indians. Yeah. Which I thought he was actually really good. I think it was. It was, was a really great. great job. Yeah. But poor kid, though, receiving those threats. Oh, of course. Like, just Joffrey as well. Like, pe- playing a role should not define who you are in the outside world. But this is just because he was cast, oh, yeah, not because he did anything with it. Like, this is before yeah, it came out. Yeah. That's pretty pathetic. It is. It's like he's just Good on your comic book nerds. And I really like the new MJ. Yeah. Do you think they're committing to her being the replacement for Mary Jane? Or they're going to just kind of... You know what I hope? I don't care either way. You know what I hope? I hope they turn her into Riri Williams. Into who? Riri Williams. Who that? The new Iron Man. She's the girl Iron Man. Oh, is she the um, yeah. the Arabic one? No, black. She's black. Oh, I thought the one that replaced Iron Man was an Arabic girl. No, me. No, I'm pretty sure she's advertised as black. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I I would like. Oh, Captain Marvel was the Arabic girl. So yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would really like her by by Spider Man three. I want Iron Man to have retired and passed it on to MJ as uh, she. I believe she's called Iron. Heart, Iron Heart, <laughs> Iron Girl, no, <laughs> Iron Lady, <laughs> Iron Maiden, <laughs> no, I, I believe it's Iron Heart, uh, Anchor Man, Anchor Lady. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go, I actually really enjoyed her as well. I was surprised to see that she's actually just a singer, but I think she did really well in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not so that singers can't be good now. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah, no, you got you're. Oh fuck, you're all singing yeah. people, aren't you? We're going to fight you now. This is the gonna worst. fuck you up, son. <laughs> Musical yeah. people don't fuck anyone up. Any uh, of you guys you bass ever... players? <laughs> yes. They'll <laughs> kick you out first. You're the weakest link. No. So, yeah, that friend also, I was talking about. Bass player. player. Band. He's a lovely champ. <laughs> One of my best friends is a bass player. All right. Well, do we have anything else to talk about? We want to get on our favorites. Yeah, go on. Uh, well, let's move on. Favorites. Yeah. Oh, well, Seb, what's your, what's your favorites? Uh, Fa- we do favorite scene, scene first, don't yeah. we? This was tough. It's none of the action scenes really made the cut for me in the sense of like it wasn't tossing up between them because I, I, I action wise I didn't love this film, but I think the best scene was the car drive between well, on the way to the homecoming dance with Michael Keaton, um, mm. his daughter, and Peter. I'm gonna jump on that one. Yeah, I am um, also jumping on that one. Favorite scene. Jess can't handle like awkward moments in films and she started vibrating heavily during this car ride. <laughs> the second he rocked up at the house, that forward on was just is a beautifully done slow build of tension that the audience knew was yeah. coming and there's nothing you could do to stop it. And I think they did a really damn good job they with it. They did it, it so yeah. well. And he became, I never thought Vulture was a threatening character, but him just being in the car, sitting there, even before he picked up the gun, was the most threatening he was in the entire film. Yeah. Just being yeah. a dad. Yeah. yeah. Him just being a dad was so and intimidating. It was, and it wasn't until the very end of that scene where it where it, the, it flipped in my head and I was like, wait, you're Spider-Man. You could just break him right now. But it it didn't, because of the, the power dynamic that is already built up there, it just didn't cross Peter's mind. So I think that, that was a really... 
really well scripted and super well performed scene. Awesome. I also want to give the film extended props. They set up a line in this film as like, Peter, now what do you say to someone when they save you? And he's, you know, thank you. Yeah. I went at the very end of the film when he's pulled Vulture out of the fire and they're both laying there beside each other on the beach in the sand. I know in one of the million drafts of this film, Fight Riders, there would have been that same damn line repeated from Spider-Man back to Vulture. Like, now what do you say when somebody saves you? And they didn't do it. And I want to give them all the props in the world because yeah. I know that was on four out of five drafts of that script and they didn't do it. So. I, I do like that they're, that they're learning that lesson. Yeah, But there was a moment, it was when he was trapped under the rubble and you see his half face, half mask and I'm like, oh, that is so cringy in my heart. It is, it is. It's, it's, it is classic Spider-Man iconography, though. They yeah. use it so often in the comics and in the cartoons, but it didn't look good no. in this film. All right, Alex, what was your favourite scene? It was when he was in the facility and he was trapped and he was talking to Karen. That was my other one. Yeah. That was a great scene, wasn't it? It was just mm. like teenage boy like <laughs> just going off on a 37 minutes. What? i got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like like well, 37 minutes ago I could wait here all night, but now uh, I need to get out. I love yeah. how like, after like, wait, 37 minutes he's now just like spilling his guts to her as <laughs> yeah, well, like yeah. giving her the deepest possible <laughs> chat he can That's fantastic. Oh, he's so pathetic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. What about your least favourite? Oh, wait, Nat? It was yours the same scene yeah. as ours, was it? Yeah. Definitely. The car ride was... So when when like from the moment he opens the door to yeah. when the moment he pulls the gun, that yeah. is my favorite mm-hmm. section of film because my like my friend when he was just like oh that was the best plot twist and I was like it's not the best plot twist I've ever seen <laughs> but that was good and then I was like like I I'm quite expressive when I see a movie so that happened I was like oh <laughs> and then the woman next to me was like oh shit. <laughs> Like, it was just oh. a good moment in the cinema. Oh, hell like, no. I've, I've just gone, oh, she's gone on shit. And Ryan's like, oh, best plot, best plot twist. And I'm like, this was great. It's funny. When he actually opened the door and I saw Michael, Michael Keaton answered it, part of me actually died a little bit. I'm like, oh, no, it's being that film. But they pulled it off. Yeah. Like, for me, that was a misstep. see it coming. Well, no. no, no. Why the didn't? Re- no, the- because it didn't immediately pay off. That reveal, I was like, oh, like, okay. I had this problem with the old Spider-Man films. Like, everything's connected with Spider-Man. Like, all of his villains are also in his personal life. That's what the films do a lot of. And when that happened, I was like, oh, no, it's it's back to Harry Osborn and his father. Mm. And that was I was like, oh, no, it's that's the kind of film we're getting. But then they adult. It was they, great. And it was fantastic. So that's exactly it, though, because they, in the first Spider-Man, I like with the the Harry and his father's little thing. I like that. But just having it happen again, like in Spider-Man 2, it's Peter's professor's also yeah. the bad guy. In Spider-Man 3, it's his best friend. It's the guy that shot Uncle Ben or didn't shoot Uncle Ben. And it's the guy who's possessed by the suit he used to have. It's all connected to Peter's personal life and it's not just Spider-Man. It's his photography rival. Yeah. yeah. And and then they started in um, freaking um, Spider-Man 1 again. It's Peter's dad's best friend from the science lab. Like they were all bloody connected to his personal life. And that's what frightened me. But this is the best case scenario. I reckon yeah. in Sp- like I know this is tangential, but the dinner, the Thanksgiving scene in Spider-Man One. Yep, that's great. 
Oh, it is a good scene. Yeah, that's real good. Like I said, these things aren't bad isolated. It was the repetition between the yeah. entire franchise. Yeah, that no, I agree with you. Yeah. But I reckon this reveal was almost as good as that. Just that moment in the Thanksgiving scene. Like obviously different because it yeah. wasn't like oh, it's the Green Goblin. We already knew, but the tension was good. The like, the tension was good. I mean, I I picked it just because he had mentioned his family so many times and we'd never seen them. And it got to a point in the movie where it was like, oh, no, I see what's going on here. Yeah. I know what you're doing, And Marvel. they swerved us by, okay, maybe I'm just being racist, but you see a white character. In my head I thought of a white daughter, but of yeah, course he's racist. married an African woman, so his daughter <laughs> is black. And just visually I didn't make the connection until it was right there in that scene. Either I wasn't switched on and paying attention or just, I don't know, I just didn't care because it just surprised me. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, least favorite scenes. Let's get let's get um, through it. Okay, so I would say it's hard to pick because I really liked the film. Collectively, all of Iron Man's be good speeches. I don't. I didn't like Iron Man's presence in this movie, mm. and it part of it's because of um, you know forum posts and whatnot of people being like, oh, they're just putting him in there to shove it down everyone's throat that it's the MCU. And I definitely caught that wave. I was like, yeah, yeah. this this is. Contrived him being. See, I, w- I was worried about that, but I think it was just the right amount until that very end. Yeah, yeah. I think to, like I was thinking to myself, oh, he can't show up again. He can't show up again. And then the end scene happened, and the end scene wasn't too bad because he was being Tony, not yeah. Iron Man. But I think if I had to pick something that was my least favorite scene, throw yeah. all his moments into one, that yeah. was my least favorite thing of the film. Because overall, I thought the film was really good. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Um, the the boat. Like, <laughs> it just like the logic of the boat. The, the entire bit, like Iron Man yeah. shows up with his little like bits, hubcaps of yeah, yep. of jets, and they just it and his magical welding rays. Yeah. He has yeah. used that in the first Avengers film. To be fair, not to fix the entire hull of a boat, but and the bits just, are like. A foot apart, and he's just magically welding them together. That was not his <laughs> fault. That's the animator's fault, right? <laughs> still, it still made it into the movie. Yeah, it just, yeah. That's not just, as bad as the toasters flying around in Apocalypse, though, right? Instead of the shipping containers. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very true. Yeah, all right. Zane? Um, yeah. Uh, the la- the last scene with Pepper Potts. Um, it just about, yeah. Uh, yeah, too much, too quick. Uh, totally took it out of the movie that it was back into uh, the movie that I didn't want it to be. And, yeah, it was just a little bit too hard and fast for me to uh, forgive. And then they threw Pepper Potts in and I was like, okay, no, this is – you've made it. You've made your first mistake and it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. So, unfortunately, it's the the final scene. Yeah. Mine was when the hollow Iron Man suit saved Peter in the lake and then gave him a lecture while Tony was at an Indian party <laughs> getting drunk. It's not the Tony part. It's the I hate that in Spider-Man's movie there was actually a scene where if Tony Stark didn't interfere, our character is dead. Yeah. That is rude to the main character of this story. Mm. And also it's unnecessary. Like it's, you've written your character into a hole for no reason just to have an, an, an extra character save them just because it was an unnecessary situation to put him into and it was a terrible way to get him out of it. Yeah, See, I don't think he would have 
died. He like, was. He was wrapped in a. He was wrapped in the um, parachute underwater, not getting yeah, out. Yeah, but like he would have found like and some other have. way. And then he should have. Then that's the same. Yeah, like, I know, but yeah. like, yeah, I just don't, I don't think he would have died. Should, like, he he should have been. He should have found it, and then Iron Man comes in and interrupts yeah, him and unnecessarily better. saves him. I would have yeah. even loved Iron Man showing up and maybe through that. That's how the bad guys get away. So that way we could have the Spider-Man pushing the point of you need to let me do my thing. You, you're not paying attention. Yeah. You don't understand. Instead of, for me, the way I read it anyway is, oh, good, thank God Tony's in this movie. Otherwise, Spider-Man's dead from a parachute? Fuck. See, to me, it was more of like a, I'm not sure the word, meta. Like, it was the writers not having confidence in their in their film. Yeah. Like, they, obviously, they had a, a good level of confidence because it was marketed more as a Spider-Man film than an Iron Man film, but there was still an element in there where they were like, we need to reinforce the MCU vein. Yep. Like, we, our audience is dumb and they're not going to get it, so let's have Iron Man, the hero of the Avengers, yeah. save yeah. our new character. There is one, like, mechanical reason to this scene occurring for the rest of the film. It's literally just so we know, oh, cool, there's a tracking chip in Spider-Man's suit, let's take it out. But you know what? You don't put the scene in. And, and suddenly... it also ups the pressure on the vulture because now Iron Man's involved. Yeah, I guess yeah. that too. But I just, they like could, I said, they just having him show have done up. That in a different yeah, absolutely. They so, could have had Iron Man just, like, they could have removed that scene, have Iron Man bust Peter out of the facility. Yeah. And vulture see them flying off and him be like, fuck. Like anything could have worked. Yeah. Other than I, I, I absolutely agree. Hero. Yeah. I agree with you. It was rude. In a yeah, it's a, a weird term. way to describe it. Well, uh, yeah. Disrespectful to the to, yep. the to the hero and the titular hero. Uh, performances, I've got a tie, Michael Keaton, uh, for that one scene alone. And I really enjoyed, is it Zendaya? Zendaya? Zendaya as MJ. Uh, yeah, every everything she did was hilarious, even just like flipping him off. Her timing was absolutely perfect. I'm not going to harp on too much about Keaton because we all already really have. But between the two of them, I would I would love just a, just a film of them. It would have been great. See, but, and Tom Holland did well. <laughs> I, I feel bad not mentioning him. He was bloody good. I was just – those two for me were both surprising hits, mainly because the villain's never good in these films. Yeah, well, I think Michael Keaton needs a lot of credit for what he pulled off. But I think the writers need more credit for giving him that to pull off. Um, also, Tom Holland did a great job as Spider-Man, but again, a lot of that goes down to the writers. Performance-wise, I also have a tie. One of them is Zendaya as MJ, but also uh, uh, Aunt May. Melissa uh, Tomei. Melissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Uh, I think those those are the two characters that got ha- did a really great job with a tiny amount of screen time and words. Um, you definitely get their full kind of character intent, the little bit of uh, the tiny monologue that Marissa Tomei has when um, Spider-Man comes home after getting told off by by Tony. And I think that's just like some of the, probably the most heartwarming uh, part in the MCU so far um, is to see someone who actually has a loving mother um, or at least a mother figure. And yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I, and I think... MJ's got me really excited for what could happen uh, with this franchise and Marissa Tomei gives me exactly what I want um, from Aunt May without being 
overbearing. With, no, without being an old lady who you feel sorry for. Mm. Like all the other aunt I never thought why they were so old. Yeah, like, let's be real. It was aunt great, great uncle, aunt May. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> the first one. It was great, yeah. great aunt May. Yeah. Yeah, like she she's like a, a real bed. person, like a real woman. She's not an old lady who needs to be taken care well, of. Well, I mean, like my grandfather was one of like eleven children, and I guarantee they weren't all eleven years made yeah. after each other. So I guess I get old that, families, like, maybe when the comic was first written, maybe old yeah, families had generational gaps within them like but that. But like in the movies, they're played as old ladies. Yeah. yeah. They're not played as But in the comics, she's also played as an old lady. So I yeah, guess maybe that's yeah. probably I reckon they're just drawing back to an older time when the comic yeah. was written. If I had to make an excuse for that, just as in why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, Marisa Tomei being entirely different is great. Mm. What about you, Alex? Agreed. Um, Tom Holland and Michael Keaton. Yeah. It was good chemistry. Um, I was listening to a radio interview of Tom Holland the other day and he said a lot of his um, scenes that he did um, with uh, Robert Downey mostly was like improvised. Um, like they they had a lot of room for um, like working off each other, mm. um, so I thought that was a really good thing. Like a, a young actor putting up that level of yeah performance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Michael Keaton just because you know it's him. I'm not going to back <laughs> over it anymore. <laughs> Before you go now, I was, do you remember the scene where that all the people are going for like a swim in the pool and they were like, "Peter, come with yeah. us." Yeah. And Peter's like, oh, do I go and try to make my move on the girl or do I go be a hero? All I can think about is I saw your abs two scenes ago. Go have a swim and you are going to literally not leave this building without banging that girl. But that's kind of the point. I know. I was like, like, why are you so shy? You're so fit. Just just go fuck that girl right now. And then he didn't, which was probably because the film was like M. I don't don't know how well you remember high school, Seb, but – there is a period of time where guys can be quite physically fit and attractive but still not good around women. Spider-Man. <laughs> the Spider-Man doesn't get nervous, right? Confidence is key. He, he has confidence. He was, I never thought the Spider-Man didn't have confidence. He was just preoccupied. Yeah. Uh, sorry, now, what was your, uh, your favourite? Uh, I guess we're just going to like keep him with the trend, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Stole the show for me. He did. To be honest, the M- MJ didn't do much for me. Like, I'm surprised that both of you have highlighted it. Not saying that she was shit, but it was just a performance. If you ever I see think- this film again, just watch her in scenes. Like, a lot of her stuff isn't... I mean, there's a lot of yeah. verbal jokes, but just physically, the way she lurks in scenes is, for me anyway, hilarious in its own self. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> a really funny way to approach. I'm not a stalker, I'm just super observant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, the, you watch her just sitting in scenes, though, and she's such a weird character. It's great. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think that's why I liked her so much because she's such a different approach to a character that we've seen done in a mediocre fashion so many times before. Um, hang on. I've just realised I've completely fucked up my memory. thought you meant... Hang on. Hang on. Which we, one's which? We don't mean his homecoming date. We mean the one who gets made the head of the decathlon at the end Shit. of the movie. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I thought you meant the homecoming date. Oh, no, no, yeah, Liz. very bland. No, no. Not Liz. <laughs> yeah, that's Liz. Oh, I need to pay more attention or be less tired. She was sick. She yeah, was no, awesome. She was good. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm cooked. Whereas Liz, 
uh, Vulture's daughter? Yeah. Pretty bland. I, I mean, she was fine. Like, that's yeah. all she had that's to be. Why I'm thinking, oh, yeah. You guys like her? Like, that was so whatever. You're going to like this other girl. She's so much better. That's it. She was sick. Not my pick. Loved Ned. <laughs> oh, Ned was great too, yeah. I don't know who played him, but he was mad. Oh, I probably have it written down. And I appreciated the yeah. Hannibal Buress. The coach. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah. good. He was good. Like, the way MJ st- or whoever left the detention, he's like, wait, stop. You can't leave. You have detention. Like, it was just like, yes, if I've stuck with being a teacher, that's the kind of teacher I'd be. Uh, so Jacob Badalon was Ned. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to oh, see good, him. I did say his name in the credits. I was I'm really excited worried. to see him. him in the next film. All right, so who's your least favourite then? Ooh, Liz, I suppose. Like, um, but... <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Like maybe, um, uh, happy John. John Favreau. Maybe John Favreau. Not because he's a bad actor, just because I didn't appreciate his presence in this movie. Probably John Favreau. Yeah, I'm jumping on. That was immediately who I thought of. Yeah, that was also I, mine. <laughs> yeah, but you're meant to hate him. No, it wasn't no, that I hated yeah. him. I just it was not a character it was, thing. It's a his performance was like just bland. Gwyneth vomit Paltrow. Yeah, guys. I knew that was coming from Gwyneth. Yeah. Vomit but see, she was, she was a cameo. I wouldn't even call her role a performance. Well, you wait John we Favreau's were... was a performance and he was so like, you I'm only well doing this Stan for the paycheck. Lee, like, like, he had too many lines. Review, <laughs> Iron Man 1, 2 and 3 for the trilogy of Gwyneth Paltrow's for me for this question. Because yeah. I hate her in those films. And yeah, she's up there. But I've I never think, rated her, eh? I think Happy Hogan was the... Uh, the bigger of two evils in this film. I think because I only hated her I, specifically. I, I will stand by saying that she is perfect casting for Pepper Potts. I don't want her to be an active superhero, but as Pepper Potts, I think she's fine. Yeah. As for her chemistry with Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr., that leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, but it's just so, yeah. No, I, I, I thought still everything's stand on the by nose. Casting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, mm. that's uh, it's time for the question, you guys. Yes. Oh, it okay. Is. Oh, yes, there's time for a question? Yes. Well, who wants to go first? I will. Zane, go first. Yeah, this is this deserves a second take. This is a strong contender for maybe best Marvel film. Best film of the year. Um, Golden, Golden Logie. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, but be, probably best, best film in the MCU, it's close. Um, and the only reason I say it's close is because it's actually it's quite different in a lot of different ways from other films in the MCU. So I don't know whether I'd put it over my particular favourite Iron Man 1, but it's definitely... uh, It's reinvigorated my enthusiasm for the MCU, which was down a little bit after Doctor Strange. You recommended Doctor Strange, didn't you, though? I did, but I I do believe I said I was reserved because it's heading in a direction that I'm not particularly keen on. Yeah. Spider-Man has done a U-turn. It's gone right back to where I where I like my films. So, yeah, it's a yes from me. Alex? It's a yes from me. Everything seemed to work out pretty well. Like it wasn't uh, just another Spider-Man origin story. We didn't get the great power, great responsibility. Uh, but we still had... Wait, how does that like, go again? The... the he added a vowel surprisingly <laughs> close <laughs> the second time um but yeah we still got like that growth from um spider-man like having the wicked suit and then getting it taken away from him and just having to grow as 
a person to sort of not even to prove himself, but to prove to himself that he can do it without. Yeah, it was coming of age. Exactly. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, and I I really enjoyed that. I I didn't think there was many missteps that this film took, so I would definitely watch it again. Okay. Right. Nat? Absolutely. Really good movie. Um, I agree that it's near the top of the Marvel films for me. Mm. Um, you, do you mean MCU or Marvel? Like Marvel properties overall? Uh, I mean, yeah, they kind of go hand to hand because for me, a lot of the MCU films are at the top of Marvel yep. properties oh, overall. Oh, okay. So yes, yes, both. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it too. Like, um, if you look at it from Marvel, like as greater, so including X Men and whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Like X Men Two is probably my favorite Marvel film, mm. and I would put it close to that. It was very good. It was better than almost all the MCU films. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. I really liked Guardians Two a yes, lot. Yeah. And I really enjoyed Ant Man, um, so that'd be the kind of the top three for me, and it would be the, the winner. Yeah, it's funny when I left the cinemas, I actually wasn't crazy optimistic about this film, but over the past couple of days, between seeing it and sitting here, I've been thinking back over scenes here and there, playing them back in my head, and thinking how I felt. And the more I do that, the more I'm like, no, it definitely is a solid film. I just didn't get what I expected that I was going to get. So I think in the moment I was a little bit let down. Like I said, Spider-Man wasn't as quippy as I thought he would be, especially after Civil War. And I thought, oh, I don't even know what really I was after. I thought I was going to get less Tony Stark than what I did, but we didn't get a lot, but we got more than I wanted. But over time I'm being like, oh, but no, but that was really good and this was really good and that was really good. And by God, that car scene when they were driving to Homecoming was absolutely spectacular. And... It's obviously it has to be a yes. Like, and I we tried to place it earlier when chatting. And it for me, I can't tell whether this is better than Spider Man Two with Doc Ock. But if not first place, it's definitely second place. And out of what six films in how many years? Seventeen. Yeah, I think, I think this is the seventeenth film. Like, this is the film that we should have felt worn out and pissed off that we were watching again. And which I is a little bit, things. a little bit where I was kind of edging towards with Doctor Strange. Yeah, kind of like another movie in this vein, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be burnt out. And it's funny, people always talk about Marvel like they have this cookie cutter way of making films. Like everything fits in, everything's the same. And in some regards, yeah, that is true. But in other regards, it's completely different. Like this is nothing like Guardians. And for all the Iron Man that was in this film, this is nothing like his three films either. No. Like, I think Spider-Man suits up three main times in this film. Like, the majority of this is a Peter Parker story, which I think is a good take. So I'm definitely I'm behind it, but I do want to warn people that haven't seen it, that have listened. This is less Spider-Man than the previous films are. There's a lot more Peter Parker, but it still shoots most of them out of the water. Yeah. So mm. easily behind that. All right. Yeah. Who wants to create some art with me? Okay, so what we do here is we have to give Seb a prompt to either remake, sequel, prequel, spin-off. I think I'll go sequel. I think that's the best place to go. So Seb's going to make a sequel to this film with a prompt from us. I'll take three, one from each, I guess. Yeah, so uh, I guess I'm going to say that it's going to be set on an aircraft carrier. Ooh, I like that. What's that rhino villain? The rhino. <laughs> He's in it. He's the villain. <laughs> okay. 
just and all just all the animal villains. <laughs> I was always waiting for him to show up with the in the Maguire verse. He showed up in bloody Amazing Spider-Man two. Didn't watch it. Don't watch it. But he was in it. He's Jamie Foxx was blue. I was like, I'm not watching this Yeah, movie. don't watch it for a lot of reasons. But oh, I didn't know he was in it. I did not. He's the beginning and the end of the movie. Okay, well, yeah. he's the boy in this one. All right, he's Paul Giamatti again. Um, so while Alex is thinking, I'll just remind people that we have a Patreon page that exists. It's on our Facebook you guys can uh, jump on there and for as little as a dollar a month, you can make me say ridiculous things that come from your words into my mouth and then out again onto the podcast. That's how that works. Actually, that's not there a There are also a other better rewards that you can also access through our Patreon. Want a sarcastically written and signed film poster of your movie of choice? Well, that's probably an option. Yes, everyone just said yes. I heard them. Uh some banter from Alex about um, why he likes the first Batman film the most. That might not be true. I'm just filling it's out. Because yeah. this is live almost. Almost. Almost live. Well, I think you should... Um, <sighs> go to our Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this anymore. It kills me. No, it, it, make it more sinister. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's an easy option. Darker tone. Exactly. Make it. Alrighty. So we're on an aircraft carrier. Uh, apparently, this last movie really enjoyed the idea of moving stock from one place to another one. So I'm going to continue the trend of <laughs> stock moving on an aircraft carrier. Peter has nice. been attached by the Sokovia Accords to make sure that none of them pesky supervillains get on there and steal Iron Man's new. Shoes or something. I was about to say boots. Boots. There you go. Yeah, his, nice. his power boots. They're really important. And if they get into the hands of the wrong people, by golly, Peter, everyone will be walking on the moon. And that that is a disaster that we cannot handle in this fair earth. So he's on the uh, the aircraft character, the USS. I don't know why I thought I could name this. Uh, bon aircraft. Voyage. What was that? Bon Voyage. The USS Bon Voyage. Oh, that sounds like it could be a real thing. In France and not USS. <laughs> Why are you shaking? No, no. People don't name their ships that. Alrighty. Go so, on. Okay. Do your worst. But oh no, guys, the rhino is on board. Well, he's, actually, he's not the rhino yet. I forget the name. <laughs> I forget the name of the, the person who becomes the rhino. So he's on the ship, yeah? And he manages to sneak into some of Stark's tech and he fangles some shit together and makes a mech suit with some like horns on top sort of thing. You know, it's legit and it's obviously... One horn or like two? Oh, I'm going to go two horns. Like one of them really angry rhinos. Right. And he's tearing shit up and Peter's like, how did this even... How did you even get here? Because you're obviously... It's a land-based villain, but now he's on the ship and it is just total chaos. So he's having to fight this guy that shouldn't be on the ship. But suddenly he may as well have just teleported onto the ship because he's suited up on the spot. Like there was no way of seeing him coming. And you want this movie to be sinister, Alex? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. the Vulture's back, Scorpion's back, uh, Doc Ock's back. This is the uh, fucking Sinister Six movie now, because that's easy enough. And I need... is it is it easy enough? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm missing two villains though. Let's go Mysterio and Green Goblin. No, I'll save Goblin for another film. Willem Dafoe <laughs> swoops in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good laugh. Well, he has an iconic. No, but laugh. your laugh was really good. Um, 
Yeah, and now it's just it's Spider Man battle royale style on the aircraft carrier against these six villains that are just there to take all the Stark shit to become super powered. You know, there's probably less character development and uh, plot than the last film, but really, I think, really, I didn't so look I'm, that so up. I'm feeling an X Men three thing coming on here. <laughs> too, <laughs> too many characters, not enough screen time. <laughs> and later movies will unwrite this from actually occurring. This actually may end up being the film that. The Amazing Spider-Man 3 would have been, I guess, with their Sinister Six shit. It breaks the MCU. Oh, God, I hate this to be the one that did it. So, yeah, now they're, just, they're stuck on a boat and they're just fighting to the death. And I think that's pretty fun. I like the idea of Spider-Man, like, kicking the um, the mech-suited uh, Rhino into the water. And before Rhino hits the water and sinks to his death, webbing just the guy out of the suit back onto land. It's a move I like seeing with Spider-Man. See, because this movie's sinister, it rips off an appendage. Oh, I love a good arm yeah. rip. No, he's cock. Do you? I don't love a good arm <laughs> rip. And, well, this is still set in the MCU, so it, it rips off his implied penis. Yeah. But, it know. tears him in half, so the half of the penis is underwater now. <laughs> oh, you know, but he's still alive. You've got to watch like things like web that, welded him. Because that half a penis like. in the water could turn into a supervillain down the road. You've got to be really careful in these movies what appendages you leave anywhere. Well, All right. it's, it, this isn't crossing into the Dragon Ball verse where cell as a penis can <laughs> regrow. <laughs> now there's two penises. Oh, and Rhino's attached to them. And uh, I think that's my, <laughs> my, 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 my movie. Isn't that, that's a winner. Yeah, I think that's oh, enough. And because we got Mysterio, we get like illusions and shit. It's pretty good. And then, oh no, somehow he knows and Peter has to relive the death of Uncle Ben because I slipped it in because I'm not better than the film we watched. No, you're significantly worse. I really do want to see Mysterio as a villain, though. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get yeah. in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us, because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure, that yeah. one. Or Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's, allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and and the yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to thatsnotkindofproductions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts? There. Yeah, where we just talk 
at ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The Good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.